Hey everybody, it is Jacqueline Kitzman from Awaken Tarot, this podcast, and Awaken Tarot, the Instagram. Uh, it's the same thing. It's the same person. It's Everything's the same. My guest tonight is, and my, my honored guest, as they would say, is my husband, Gabriel. He's back. You can't get rid of him. He's like a mosquito. Keeps coming. No, I'm kidding. Back streets, back. All right. That was cute. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Gabe is back for several reasons. Um, most importantly, he is my husband, and I love him, and he's so intuitive and smart, as many of you will remember from the first episode where we talked about the Seven of Wands. But for the second and um, most important reason, we're quarantined, and he's here, um, and he can speak. And if you want an episode Monday... We got to do this. But you know what? Like, this is also very exciting because I've said all the way along, I want repeating guests to come on. I want to follow people along and talk about it. And I can't think of a better person to be my first repeating guest than the first guest of this podcast altogether. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. I I have learned a lot. If if all of you have been following along as closely as I have, maybe not as I've edited most of the podcasts you are literally Um, like the frankenstein dr frankenstein of this podcast and i i am the monster (laughs) (laughs) it's comforting to know that if i say anything i don't want to i can just edit it out yeah that's disturbing to me (laughs) so So much one of us is going to be really smart and the other one's going to just be like blurbing in the corner it's going to be me i'm literally in the corner i mean we could go there well we've we've been there before (laughs) me several million times uh, like we said, we are here in quarantine. We are quarantined, um, as you all should be and are. Um, even though I still work and he still works, we work relatively uh, alone. Uh, I'm a nanny and my employer is a doctor, so I'm there working with that. Um, quarantined with the nanny kids and Gabe is working alone in a shop. Yep, I work in a, I work in a wood shop for a company that makes acoustic treatment. By myself, most of the time. Yeah. There is, we do have another, uh, the my friend and the guy who owns it, his name is Graham. Um, so it's just us two. But other than that, just kind of go to work and come home. It's about as quarantined. Happy to be working, though. And yeah, very, very happy, as we do have friends that have lost jobs. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just a very, this is all, this word has been used a thousand times, so I'm going to use it again. But this is also unprecedented. There's not... There's not like a guidebook for global pandemic when your government really fucking screws it up. Yeah. And I mean, there's not much that you can do to prepare for something like this, except kind of take it day by day. Except when they tell you to prepare, you prepare for it. And anyway, you don't need, you know, you all, if you're listening to this podcast, probably feel about the whole president the way that we do. Uh There was some time to figure some stuff out. Anyway, regardless of that, the point we're at now is pretty shitty. Um and scary. It's like, uh, you know, when you stand in the ocean and nothing is swimming and touching you, but you just know that there's a fucking fish somewhere, like, swimming around. You know what I mean? It's just like that buzz line. Like, you just know something is there and going on. And so it's really hard to, like, or um, a jack-in-the-box. You're rolling it and you know something's going on, but you don't know when the jack-in-the-box is going to pop out. It's kind of that same thing. Gabe's looking at me like the metaphors are getting worse. (laughs) I'm in quarantine. The metaphors can be what's available. Um, I'm just thinking about when you said jack-in-the-box, I can't help but think of Elf. That's what I was referring to. I almost said, you know that scene in Elf? But then I was like, Uh, you're in my head. So, yeah. So, it's a baseline fear and there isn't anything I can tell 
y'all to like make that go away other than you know solidarity and quarantine um flatten the curve stay inside i'm sure in the collective reading we'll hear all of this again but i think the best comfort i can say is equip yourself with information wash your hands uh disinfect surfaces and social distance and quarantine as much as possible stay inside as much as possible uh away from other people and as a human with anxiety Equipping myself with information has been a really solid way to go about it. How about, what do you think? You live with me. How's that been going for you? Have I seemed less anxious? No. No. Well, I tried. So <laughs> I tried. On that note, do you want to pull a card? Yes. Do you want to pull the card now? Oh, it one fell out. It's the Knight of Cups. <laughs> Your card. I pulled this for you, Gabriel. Oh, yeah. That card exists. You know what's really funny is that I was actually thinking about this card this week, and I want to bring it up later and kind of talk about it. But what I will say first is uh, knights are really fun cards. And actually, I think this is our first night we've had. We've had two pages, but I think this is the first time we've talked about the knight. Court cards are double elemented. So knights are air um that's a cup right cups or water it's air and water knights are air and cups are water and this is very exciting because we talked a lot about the page of swords last week so we're kind of dealing with the idea of going from a page to a knight even though it's not in the same suit we get to talk about what i like to call um not a leveling up in mastery but definitely like a different component of the mastery of what it takes to get to the court cards And I actually, I pull this card a lot in regards to your career and like what you do. And um, Gabe's a musician and a songwriter. And this is the Knight of Cups is a a person who is kind of allowing their emotions to guide them, their intuition, their emotions, their feelings um, to guide them a lot of times towards things that they're passionately inclined to like you are with music. Yeah, I I guess this would be a one of the better cards for me to try and talk about then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just talk about yourself for like the next 30 minutes, okay? Oh, well, that's doable, <clears throat> hopefully. You know, actually, I'm really excited about this card because earlier this week, um, I noticed some similarities between this card and a major arcana card that I wanted to get further into, which is also really appropriate because I want to talk about, we, we've talked about pages, which is the when we first step into mastery within a suit, um, we literally pick up the ace of whatever that suit is. Uh, but in the night, we're, we're furthering that mastery. In the court cards of each suit, I like to say this is when we as humans are now kind of projecting that major arcana energy. We are now using it. We're no longer learning about it. We're in a mastery state of it. So we are using it. So to make this connection actually with the Knight of Cups earlier in the week in regards to a major arcana card is going to be super fun to talk about. Hmm. Listen, the Knight of Cups, for those who um, are driving and illegally should, illegally should, it's illegal to look at your cards while you're driving. I don't know why I need to say that, but just so you don't sue me, whatever. Uh, They actually wrote that in the law book. In the law book? Isn't there a book of laws? (laughs) Yeah, just the one. (laughs) The singular, singular law book. Uh, 
the Knight of Cups is a person, and they are on a white horse. And well, I need to look at the game. It's like holding the card away from me, so I can't explain I it to you. It. I did a pretty good job from memory. Um, they are holding a chalice. They are on a horse, and the horse's leg is up, and they're looking down. They're on what looks to be the sandy part of a the shore of a river. And on the other side, there are mountains and kind of more unexplored territory. Court cards are double elemented, right? So knights are air and cups is obviously water. Uh, in this suit, this card, we are talking about air and water. So we're talking about the different things that air and water, how they come together. In the Knight of Cups, the element or the natural event that I like to talk about in regards to to that card to help people kind of understand how nature is mimicking this. It's bubbles. Bubbles? It's bubbles. Why? Because it's air and water. And this is a very almost jovial type card. No one's going to pull the Knight of Cups and be like, motherfucker, it's all downhill from here. This is not a trigger card. There are no bad cards, but the Knight of Cups is not a trigger card. The Knight of Cups is a very jovial, friendly, like it can be fragile, like a bubble, right? Because our passions, our ego is, can be tied so much to the things that we love that if it pops, it's a very fragile thing. But for the most part, when we see a bubble, no one has ever, there, what does that mean? It goes like, no one has ever been able to say bubbles, angry, except me. I'm talented. It's kind of that thing. Like, no one's ever seen a bubble in the air and been, and not been like, ooh, a bubble. No, it's a great thing. Even, you know, when people are looking at it in regards to the reverse, like, there isn't really, like, a really super, like, triggering way to read this card. Typically, that's not to say that it isn't for some people. But this is kind of a really fun card to talk about, especially when I talk to y'all about what card in the Major Arcana I kind of associate it with. I'm so excited. It's very weird. Um, Gabe, can you talk about how you feel in regards to the Knight of Cups and how when you pull it in tarot, it um, kind of associates with music or your passions or the things that you're very intuitively drawn to? Well, I knew that you had associated this card with me with moi? before. Yes. Toi? Not <laughs> is that me. how that works? Moi, moi and toi? <laughs> I think Trois is three. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) What I was saying is I knew that you had associated this card with me before I started reading tarot. So Mm -hmm. when I started reading tarot, I would pull this card and go, okay, Jacqueline associates this card with me. I guess this is pretty easy for me to understand, right? And um, I think overall it is, but I think it's a very... I take it at sort of face value. It's it's diving deeper into it is not something that I've done. So I pull it and I just think me and stop there. And I don't really like... <laughs> do you pull this card often? Like when you're doing readings now, do you pull this card? Uh, every once in a while. It it comes up. It's, it's not one that I think I would pull for myself. I just pull it mm-hmm. and I know that you pull it for me. Yeah, usually when you're hyper-focused on, on something... The Knight of Cups, I think, often gets kind of this bad rap about being somebody that's so, like, romantically lost in the moment that they can't see what's important because they are writing sonnets. And that's not 
I mean, that can be the case, but a lot of the times it is about someone that is very led to do things. They are very, their thoughts and their communications are very heart motivated. That's not to say that everything that comes out of their mouth is a fucking Shakespearean sonnet, but it is, what it is saying is that they are very motivated and guided by their intuition and by the things that they feel strongly about. Um, So this comes up for somebody that can be very into things that are creative or you know, like sometimes people will pull this card and they associate it um, as the soulmate card. And as we were dating, you know, as we were first living together, I should say, I pulled this card often. And I think I was like, oh, my soulmate, before I truly understood that what it was saying is that we were both making decisions to act in a way that brought us closer together. And so I think we can misconstrue that a little bit when we're talking about this card. (laughs) Um, When I think about the energy of this card, I I think about I think about the times when I am so hyper-focused on something that I I can't, that I almost forget about everything else, which is like a, Hmm. yes, it's not Jacqueline's favorite, but it's totally my favorite because I love being in those moments. It's the times when I'm being creative, whether I'm making something or sometimes it's cooking, sometimes I'm just cleaning the house, sometimes I'm making music or writing a song or something, but it's that moment when I'm focused in my zone, and I'm moving along at my speed, whatever that speed is. That's another thing. Uh, People can often associate cards with time. And if we are looking at like a Knight of Cups, this can often mean a cup that I think a lot of people associate it with something that is very uh, fast-ish because water can be fast. But this is a very almost fluid card. It's It's not very controllable. It is very much, and this is gonna lead me into the next thing here. It's inevitable. Ocean, the ocean will inevitably rock boats. It will inevitably go a different way. It'll inevitably take things off of their path. Like you see seashells tumble onto shores, right? And they didn't know they were going to be on the shore. There's no really real way to like tell with water, with something as deep as the ocean, what is or is not going to happen. There is this inevitability to water. We need water. All living organisms need it to, like, inhabit another planet, like, specifically, like, as we search, like, around Mars. We need to know that that planet has a capacity to hold water. Water is literally everything to us. And I think that speaks a lot also to just this kind of idea, especially we're learning, especially as many of us are quarantined, just how important entertainment and things that make us feel good are. These things that are vital to us. They're not just, um, you know, we shouldn't be cutting funding to arts and school programs. These are things we should be celebrating and having more of and acknowledging that when people experience, like, uh, what is the word? Exude. There we go. These gifts. When people exude these gifts, it is something to uphold and it is something to compliment and give them a reason to further. Does that make sense? Which is something you're good at. You are you are also a person who is really good at, like, seeing that somebody enjoys something and then wanting to pave a way forward for them, whether that be you or me or Rue. Like you see, you see these things that people are good at and passionate about and want to go for and you help make that happen. Plays into the producer part. Yeah. And I mean, the Knight of Cups is a very, it can, it can be as serious or as fun as you want it to be depending on the situation, but it's almost it's a good card to have. It's a good card to show up. It's it's almost like a very comforting you're being where where you are going is going to nourish you in some way. 
Like you have a cup to fill. I think just in like tying it in full circle to everything that may be going on, like this is, which is pretty heavy. I mean, Oop. with the tornado, with the, the with the pandemic, with being quarantined, with everything that's going on in the world, um, life is still going on. We're still running into the same old life that we had before that was also hard, and it's just gotten harder and harder. And this for me is a place that I can go to like for myself like find happiness to find something to make something not necessarily distracting myself but to be focused and to do the things that I want to do with wings on my shoes holding a <laughs> cup on a white horse with did you know there were fish on his tunic that's a great point to bring forward do you remember in the page of cups did you listen to this episode besides just edit it well yeah uh-huh what does the page of cups have in their cup I don't know. A fish. There's a fish in the cup? Yes, there's a fish. It pokes his head out of the cup. So when we move from the page of cups to the knight of cups, we are we have the ace, um, the ace of cups in our hand. We've decided that we are ready now to take it. We hear the calling, we hear the message. We're now ready to plant a seed and do something solid with that, right? And then we go into the Knight of Cups. And we're taking a fish, something that was inside of us and inside our hearts, our our intuition. And now we are letting people know that our actions are bringing us towards almost like we're wearing like a symbol for like a kingdom, right? This kind of uh, flag that says, I am moving forward with this goal in mind, because I my heart is attached to it. So it goes from being something that gave you joy, just a little bit of joy in life in your cup to being something that now you are actively living for. Wee. I'm jazz. I'm, I'm like jazz handing over here, and Gabe's like, "That's great, Jacqueline." Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Good. Okay, <laughs> that's a start. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't remember that there was a a fish in the cup of the page, but I, I always am impressed at the. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's... yeah, I, I like how the I like how the artwork leads into each other it's 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 a work of genius to be sure but um he's wearing fish on his tunic he, they are they, they are wearing fish they. on their tunic uh, <laughs> thank you for thank you for getting there uh to get the, for getting today L- listen this is a really extremely fun card to talk about because in the night we are we are in any night we are actively moving forward in some way and actually in some nights their horses are going different ways if you've ever pulled all of the knights out in each suit and looked at them the horses are doing different things and i think that's really cool because actually horses only show up i believe six times in the tarot it's the four uh maybe seven so there's the four knights in the suit, and then there is the death card, and then there is the sun, but there's one more card, I believe, in the minor arcana that exhibits a horse, and that is the six of wands. Um, so horses obviously mean something pictorially. There is some sort of symbology to horses, and actually, this is going to lead us really well into the to the card I have here that I want to talk about that I think this card uh, resonates with. Hey, Gabe, do you know... What mythological god created horses? Poseidon. Poseidon did. Poseidon is god of the? Sea. Sea. And we are talking about the Knight of Cups. And if you have ever looked at the Knight of Cups and the death card in tarot, they are pretty similar. 
can you take a look? And you can put both cards up next to each other so you can see. Uh, they're even in the same location. There are more dead bodies laying on the death card ground, but they're even in the same location. The horses are portraying almost the same exact movement. Do you see that? Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's that's strange, right? So what the fuck does this mean? Well, I will tell you. I'm so excited. I like I spent so much time this last Monday doing this. It's great that I get to talk about this on the podcast. How fun. Yeah, they're the same. What I think this means, I said the words earlier, I said inevitable. And for those who are Marvel fans, uh, there is a, a scene where Thanos, the big bad guy in um, Avengers Endgame, uh, Thanos is death in Greek, I believe. Um, that's the word for death. And this villain wants to basically annihilate half of the population on the planets they visit. And he snaps his fingers. The universe. And, yeah, fine. The universe. <laughs> and um, a line that he says right before he gets like what, like one of the stones or he says, Thanos says, I am inevitable. And it was a really meta moment that if you don't know that Thanos literally and metaphorically is representative of death, you almost miss it. But it's true. Death is inevitable. It is going to happen. We don't know when. We don't know how. You don't, you don't have the time. And so the Knight of Cups reflecting death in that way is a reminder that death is inevitable. And therefore, life must be inevitable as well. We must find things that make life worth living. The things that make life fill us in a certain way. It is so much this nod to life is nothing if we don't have the things that we love in it, if we don't have these passions and these interests. And by the time we get to death, by the time that death comes for us very similarly on their on their horse, it doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, young, old, we're realizing that now, like, you know, just like that very glaring, um, glaringly bright reality that is with this virus going around, it does not care who you are, what you do, what you look like what gender you are, it will come for you if it's going to. So how do you find life? How do you find humanity when you're quarantined? We've all seen those videos um, in Italy when Italy was on lockdown and they were singing to each other from the balconies. What a beautiful Knight of Cups moment, a moment where they chose to keep living while knowing that both life and death are inevitable. I'm so excited. Mm. What do you think about all of this? That's super cool. I I also have a slight obsession with the death card, and it, it totally it looks. I way have a slight obsession my... with death. <laughs> That's a problem. Uh, <laughs> no, just just the card. I I like I like the meaning of the death card, and I it's one that I. <laughs> Did you know that Gabe was once in a punk pop band? Because if you didn't, the emo was really just flowing from his bald <laughs> head like <punk>. hair. <laughs> I had hair at one point. <laughs> Pop punk is not about death. Neither is death metal. Actually, it is. But <laughs> Black Parade, Good Charlotte. That's not who sings that song. Oh my God, is it Panic at the... No. Don't make me edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's saying it? Uh, it's My Chemical Romance. Oh, well, okay. Yes, them. Okay, Gabe's going to edit me. Yeah, so hard. So hard of an edit. Um, no, I I like I like the card. I like the idea of death in that it's 
it's not always meaning like your body fails and you got old and you died or so it's it's also a transition it is it's um, the biggest trans it is the biggest trend the transition from death to temperance is the deepest contraction and biggest expansion we can experience in the tarot um and in life right and uh, i i love that idea and i also love the idea that it doesn't mean that you just you, your body failed you it can also mean that in life you you came across that same moment where you figuratively died or metaphorically died and was reborn again mm-hmm. in a certain way and like the knight of cups is you know almost in pursuit of that in a way it it is it, it is in pursuit of that that life that uh that almost like rebirth that death brings. Um, I also, while we're kind of on this subject, I, I think um, I think it wouldn't be prudent to not mention the fact that there are four knights in the tarot and that there are the four horsemen of uh, the apocalypse going into that uh, mm. and how those things, they are kind of like these heralds um, saying that big change is coming because you are moving towards change. And that change doesn't always have to be bad. Whereas in with life, when you pull the death card, it's it's not always like you're dying because if that were the case, then I, I am the baddest cat out there right now, <laughs> like surfing along on 15 or something lives. I, I mean, you know, that it is these these not messengers almost but like these things that are actively going on bringing you closer to a destination there is a uh, there is a song that has stuck with me since i was a young elementary school choir child and it is um it's in in it's in english but it's a song that we were told is culturally from africa and uh the, the words are four white horses on the river. Hey, 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 up tomorrow. Up tomorrow is a rainy day. Come on down to the shallow bay. The shallow bay is a ripe banana. Up tomorrow is a rainy day. And as I'm sitting here and we're talking about this, this never made sense to me. The shallow bay is a ripe banana. The shallow bay is a new beginning. Uh, four white horses on the river. This is talking about wild horses, but it's also talking about kind of this idea of... There is this feral side to life, and it doesn't matter, you know, society is just a bridle, and once that's gone, what do you do? And what do you do when the only thing you can do is change, like this time we're in now, when the only solution is that things have to be different because there's no going back. How do you get to the shore and look past the debris and realize that this shore is the shore you have right now? You don't know what's coming tomorrow, so how do you make a day of it? Wow, I think you just nailed it. The shallow bay is a right bit. <laughs> God. So, I mean, it is cool. And this is, again, this is the genius of Pamela Coleman-Smith that we can make these connections to this. And I just really urge y'all to go through your deck and pull out the knights and pull out uh, the the death card and pull out the sun card and pull out uh, the six of wands and look at how horses are being portrayed because it does tie back into... Poseidon to the sea to being to something being created to come out and race something that came from the sea that has flourished on land something that came from the depths of something from almost this passionate dream 
that God had and brought it forth onto the earth so that humans could progress moving forward. You know, you think about uh, cars in this way. We say that a car has a certain amount of horsepower because horses used to um, draw hor- um, the buggies and drive God damn it. And walk, trot people around. Uh, It's the same kind of idea that using the horse, we are able to move ourselves forward. And it's not an accident that a horse is also something that has brought humans so often through life and taken them to places and traveled with them is also what will be with us when we travel across that death border, that death going through that death door. What do you think, hun? I'm still just baffled at how you brought that. I mean, nursery rhyme is that is that a nursery rhyme? It's a we. I I mean, I we I learned this when I was probably like ten in a fifth grade choir class, but uh, it was a cultural folk song of some sort. I don't know, but hmm. those are the lyrics. They've always stuck with me. That and have you seen the ghost of John? Don't know that one either. What Long were you white singing? bones with the skin all gone. Ooh, (laughs) wouldn't it be chilly with no skin on? You've never heard that song? Who is this creep that I married? (laughs) That's the song. Oh, man. I learned to play that on the recorder. Oh. (laughs) I wish you could have just seen her face right now. Mouth playing a fake recorder with, like, flute fingers. I... Oh, shit. (laughs) I played the when i was a child too so it's just my natural like oh yes you look like a natural (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so i'm actually really excited that we got to talk about the knight of cups and death in this context and at the same time i will just throw out there that if we talk about it and death we should talk about sun too the sun is the sun is in the rebirth line. So this is the sun rises again. And now we have this horse almost walking directly out of the sunshine in that card um, with a brand new baby on it. This is, you know, you can look at it in regards a little bit to this is us coming to rebirth. We are happy because we know we know how things are and we're moving forward. The horse is moving straight forward through life. We're at the beginning. It's almost, again, the slight nod to the fool's journey. Do you feel educated? I do, yes. <laughs> I'm really excited that the Knight of Cups is so closely related to the death card. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I'm sure there may be some people who are like, that's bullshit. And I'll, and to them, I say, for you, maybe. Uh, but when I made this connection, um, actually, it was last Sunday night while I was waiting to record the collective reading for the podcast that I kind of noticed this. Uh, and I've been trying in my head to think about ways that I could get this on the podcast. So this worked really well. And you guys should know that one of the reasons I'm also very excited about how naturally this seemed to have flown, it flowed, is that, uh, we tried to record this like 10 times, but I could not get my shit together. Yeah, seriously, this was like take eight. (laughs) I, I could not, I would like the first three takes, I like laughed so hard I cried. Um, and then I was like coughing through one of them and then we had to start over because Gabe was worried you'd think I'd have coronavirus and then you wouldn't want to listen to the podcast (laughs) Uh, and then you know just like a couple like we did one take where I was like so nervous because I kept fucking up so this has been good and I think this was exactly what we were supposed to this has been really 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 fun for me to talk about and I hope um, is there anything else about the Knight of Cups that you can see like I want you like to look at the imagery um Mm. No, other than 
Well, looking at the looking at the card like one last time, I was trying to find something that I hadn't noticed yet, but I keep coming back to the cup that they are holding out in front of them, and I keep thinking like, obviously it's they're holding the ace in their hands, the mm-hmm. ace of cups, which is the holy grail. But yeah. it just looks like they found the holy grail. That's why they're walking around, or they're well. This is this yeah. Mm-hmm, which you know, there are many interpretations of what the holy grail might actually be in historical context, A, B, C, D. But um, it just, that's what it looks like to me. I was like, they found the Holy Grail. And that's mm-hmm. what keeps going on in my head. So I think that's interesting. It is. And you know what? You're completely right. And, in you know, just kind of in the moment of also talking about what you've taught me, like, that's, you know, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap you there because that's exactly right. And as you're saying that, like, the Holy Grail is the cup that Jesus drank out of right before the night before he was, or the night he was arrested. Um, that's the Holy Grail. And that arrest led to his death. That night he had told his disciples, um, one of you will betray me with a kiss um, and then I'm going to die. So this is this cup, drink my, bl-. you know what I mean? Just like that was the first communion. And so that's the Holy Grail. So it was kind of this, um, you take communion to, to to figuratively bring the body of Christ inside you and give you new life. So once again, this is kind of that entanglement between life and death and how they're not really opposites. They're just kind of events in this um, human life and human death. They're not... They're inevitable. They're inevitable. Thank you so much, Thanos. We're going to have to give Marvel so much. They're going to like... If we did advertisements, they'd get all our advertisement money. This is not sponsored. This is not sponsored by Thanos. Coronavirus apparently is sponsored by Thanos, but we... Too far. (laughs) I'm funny. Um, Listen, this has been a... I mean, this has been a really fun episode. Thank you for being patient with me, Gabriel. This was really great. Don't thank me. Thank the dog. She's so good. Um, And thank you all for, uh, for listening and for allowing me to kind of ramble on now for what's been way too long. Yeah, it's time. Okay. The bell went off. Ugh. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love, love, loved getting to talk to my husband uh, about the Nine of Cups and death and how all of that relates. And I'm excited for you guys to hear it too. I want to start off this part of the podcast by saying, Earlier, when Gabe and I are talking, I mentioned a song, and I mentioned that it's a folk song that I learned in elementary school. Well, when we were talking about it um, last Friday night, or this last Friday, I was just kind of spitballing with Gabe, but I didn't want to not mention that it is a Caribbean folk song. I looked it up. Uh, They don't know who wrote it, or I would give that person credit, but I also want to point out that while I did learn the lyrics, Come On Down to the Shallow Bay, as I researched the song, the actual lyric is, Come and Join Our Shadow Play, which... I mean, my mouth dropped open. It, it, there could not have been a more perfect lyric to, to encapsulate everything we talked about uh, during this episode in regards to the Knight of Cups being water and death being this not a bad thing, but this kind of event where we cross a threshold. So I thought that was really cool and wanted to make sure that up front uh, I mentioned that. But uh, as we go forward, uh, this is now the part of the podcast where I play some air flute. It's not. It is the collective reading. 
This coming week, our card for the collective is the reverse tower. And while I talked earlier about the Knight of Cups not being really a trigger card, the tower can be a trigger card. But I just want to really encourage people to not take this negatively. It's um, this is a card that kind of that kind of nods and acknowledges to us that a lot of really big things are happening that are outside of our control, like a pandemic. And it's scary and it's hard, but even though sometimes bad things happen, good things, I don't want to say good things come from the bad things, but good things come because bad things come and bad things come because good things come. Kind of like you can't have expansion without contraction. You can't have contraction without expansion. And there isn't really a rhyme or reason to why this is all happening. It it isn't some sort of okay, we'll hide all the humans away and the earth will cure itself. And, you know, I think that really does a disservice to all of the people who were incredibly healthy or tried really hard to stay quarantined and still got sick and maybe even some that um, eventually passed away. Uh, I just really want to encourage people going into the next week in the energy of the reverse tower to also kind of keep in mind the imagery of in the tower card of the Smith right away, people are jumping out of the window because the fire is inside the tower, but this card is in reverse. And so it's telling us to stay inside, to stay inside because the fire, the virus is this fire. It's a wildfire fire that has to be put out and none of us can put it out. Only it could put itself out or by paying attention and letting the fire burn out or rather in this metaphor, let it flatten the curve. We are supposed to stay inside because the thing that could hurt us, the thing that could burn us is everything on the outside of that building. So do your best to stay inside. Wash your hands. I know I get it. This is I've said this every single time, but it's really important and worth reminding people because it's getting really bad. Um, Not to scare anyone, but to empower you that if you're going about what the CDC says and you're following scientists, you're listening to doctors and you're washing your hands and you're disinfecting and you're not out partying at a bar somewhere, uh, you can really do your best to stay healthy. And that is what is most important because right now things are drastically changing around us on the outside and we have yet to see what that is. So do your best to stay inside. And when all of this is over and you can go outside, we'll see how the world has changed and we'll go from there as a united front. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure that you all heard me say that. Um, I hope you all have great weeks and you stay healthy and you wash your hands and Please thank Gabe for this podcast and the song. And also please rate, subscribe, subscribe. See, I said it right this time and review if you can and have Apple Podcasts because it helps get this podcast to people that need it. I'm going to bed now. Bye.